stay away oh, I said hand off his box a box of chocolates would I eat them anyway cause every time I have half a mind to leave you babe that means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30. And there's a huge pile of food coming your way. Look out, it's about to land on your head, but in a good way. Summer has begun unofficially. In Latin, it is the unofficialis summer solstices, I believe is the the name of that in in Latin. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of dancing, a lot of music, a lot of food in Ann Arbor and wherever you are. So let's get started already. Are you ready to dance? I I know you are. And I want you to sing along too. This, This is indirectly related to food because it's about teeth, more specifically about false teeth. This is from a collection called The Best of Cajun Hits, Volume 3. It is on the Swallow Records label out of Louisiana. And this tune is entitled, Hold My False Teeth and I'll Show You How to Dance. I ain't kidding, honestly. Okay, get ready to dance and sing along. Oh yeah, it's in French. Avec le hippity hip et le hippity hop, le hippity hip et le hippity hop. J'aime mon atelier et je montre comment danser.
seriously now. Life is good, wouldn't you say? That is Kami Doucette and Hold My False Teeth and I'll Show You How to Dance. That's from a collection called The Best of the Cajun Hits Volume 3 on the Swallow record label. Also featuring by Kami Doucette the tune Who Stole the Pies. And uh, I think we have a whole story going there. First the false teeth, then the pies, or is it the... Did we lose the false teeth in the pot? That's that's another show for another time. But this show, as it turns out, is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. And now that the summer has unofficially began officially, we can talk about summer festivals going on in Ann Arbor and in Viron. So let's... Well, we're going to talk about the Greek festival coming up this weekend, Yasu, the Greek festival of Ann Arbor. That's going to be at the St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church on June 3rd, 4th, and 5th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But while we're in the Louisiana mode, let's go to Missouri, shall we? It'll make sense in a second. It's an alligator story. It's kind of an allegory of an alligator story, really. And you could get eaten by an alligator. They do like people. They like people a lot. They like them a lot. But here's a story from Independence, Missouri, from the Associated Press. Missouri police responding to an alligator sighting in a suburban Kansas City pond took quick action to dispatch the big reptile. It wasn't until after the second rifle shot bounced off the beast's head Saturday evening that the three officers realized it was a concrete lawn ornament. Independence Police spokesman Tom Gentry says a resident called to report that his children spotted a gator while playing in the woods near the pond. After a conservation agent advised police to kill the the gator if they felt it posed a danger, an officer shot it twice in the head before realizing it wasn't moving. Gentry says the gator was partially submerged in weeds and looked real in the growing darkness. The landowner says it was meant to scare off children. I mean, if you had a concrete alligator staring you in the eye with those steely concrete eyes, would you be scared? I don't know. Would I? What if Medusa looked at the alligator? What if it turned concrete because of that? Another allegory for another alligator show, but this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Now, there's an artist named Sugar Child Robinson. I'm delighted in many ways to find out about this artist because he got started at the age of nine-ish in the late 40s, and he's a piano-playing, singing kid doing tons of great songs like Wop Wop, The Donkey Song, Vui Vui Ve, and, and Who Can Say More, and he had a big R&B hit called Numbers Boogie. Sugar Child Robinson was from Detroit, uh, one reason to be excited, because we are in the Detroit area, and also because... After making such great music, he is still with us, and he's performed some shows in the last decade. I got myself a CD by Sugar Child Robinson, Sugar being a food metaphor, this being a food show. This is a song he did called The Hunky Man, and in parentheses it says The Ice Cream Man. What is a hunky man? Well, it is an ice cream man. It's an outdated term, apparently, but looking up on the web, trying to find the origin of the word, I couldn't, but I did find that the hunky man was a pretty common term for ice cream man. So if you know... Send a mental thought my way and explain this following song. But like I said, you know, like the last one, you don't have to explain anything. Just dance. Oh, yeah, this one's in English. Swinging in the swing, come and get a hunky, cause it's just as 
Awesome. Too awesome. That is Sugar Child Robinson, and that is the Hunky Man, also known as the Ice Cream Man. Again, if anybody knows what that means, give a shout out and I'll hear it. I've got super hearing. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. Sugar Child Robinson from Detroit recorded that in the late 40s when he was about nine years old, playing piano when he was about nine years old, still happily with us. In the Detroit area, I believe, in fact. Now, so here's the thing. Walking around Ann Arbor, walking around whatever town you're in, looking for food and looking for music and looking for inspiration and breezes and sunshine and stuff, sometimes you'll run across a certain festival here or there. Well, there's a lot of those going on. And I found a brand new festival, and it uh, went a little something like this. Let's see what I found out, shall we? My name is Molly Natariani, and I'm the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market Manager. Okay, can you tell me what, uh, what's happening today, what, what we're seeing right now? Wow, well tonight was the first of our Wednesday evening pilot markets, and uh, that was a market part of the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market, but a way to get kind of a bunch of new vendors who can't get into the existing market because there's no room for them or because they don't have time. Uh, and at a new time, we also had some live music and a lot of food cart vendors, so just kind of a different evening vibe. So uh, what inspired you to do this? Oh boy, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I think that um, the Saturday market can, is awesome and abundant, but can just be really overwhelming and too crowded to deal with. And at the same time, there's been so many farms that have been starting lately and a lot of new people starting food businesses and food carts. So it was the perfect chance to kind of have different hours and a little bit of a different thing going on, try out uh, running the market a little bit differently. And uh, more prepare foods tonight versus some other times the markets are in? Yeah, definitely. And I think we're continuing to move in that direction. There's so many awesome food carts that have started and are starting in the area. And um, it's dinner time. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, music as well. Yeah, music as well. Uh, yes, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little bit of extra room and uh, yeah, got some music. So. And it seems like right now there's just a lot of food activity going on in Ann Arbor with mm-hmm. Mark's carts. And then just across the way there in Broad Court, there was, seemed to be some music earlier on. So it seems like uh, the strolling summertime. Right, definitely. Yes, it's, uh, that was kind of our goal was to, you know, bring life to Carytown. That's why they have stuff going on at Broad Court. All of the shops in Carytown are staying open late tonight. Um, so, yeah, just kind of enlivening the area. Cool. Yeah. And how often will you be doing this Wednesday evening uh, farmer's market? Every Wednesday uh, through the month of September, so June through September, and maybe October too, depending on how it goes. Cool. Yeah. Anything, anything else you'd like to add? Um, I have some tricks up my sleeve for the market, which uh, are not a done deal yet, but people should check back within two weeks because it might be even more exciting. 
top secret excitement, so tune in. Yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. Over at the farmer's market, over at the Ann Arbor farmer's market. That was me there yesterday. And that's you here now. It's pretty interesting time-wise, but I mean, it's a time travel deal. That's what radio can do. But yesterday at the Ypsilanti farmer's market, they extended, sorry, I'm getting confused. Yesterday at the Ann Arbor farmer's market, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Ann Arbor farmer's market is on Wednesdays and Saturdays. It's over by Carytown. And now for the first time, as of this week and going through the month of September, they're going to have an extra evening of Farmer's Marketude, Wednesday evenings, and it's going to go on for a few hours in the evening, as a matter of fact. So stop by Wednesday and find out all about that. There were some vendors there, including Pilar's Tamales and Silvio's Pizza. There were farmers, there were baked good folks, and there were some lovely flowers and pots all of that on a Wednesday evening at the farmer's market. Now, the word Ypsilanti popped out of my mouth because I wanted to tell you that not only is the Ann Arbor farmer's market going on, so is the Ypsilanti farmer's market. In fact, there's more than one of those, too. The Depot Town Farmer's Market is on Saturdays in Depot Town. Yes, indeed. And there is also a downtown Ypsilanti farmer's market on Ferris Street between South Adams and South Hamilton, that is on Tuesdays from 2 to 6 p.m. And that's happening in Ypsilanti. And this is what's happening in Ann Arbor. And what's happening is, speaking of time warp and things like that, here's what would happen if Tom's Diner, food reference, by Suzanne Vega was not by Suzanne Vega and was not really Tom's Diner, but sounded like this. Suppose the REM and uh, Billy Bragg got a hold of it and got confused. I am sitting in the cafe and the man behind the counter lifts his coffee to his lips and he pours me uh, and he pours me Coca-Cola and the woman at the window bends down and she touches her shoe and she thinks that I am looking at her but I see the train got there at 11 to try to buy a ticket but the people were all queued up all around the block and they were smelling funny because they skipped breakfast and they couldn't stand it but their coffee wasn't cold and they stood there and they got in baggy and the man behind the counter lifts his coffee to try and toast me. And he thinks that I am a dope-faced boy. But I've got a ticket and I'm going to sell it to him as the scalper would on the street. I got about 120 pounds for it and that equals $240. If you were in the United States of America, which is the politically correct way to say America. Unbelievable. So unbelievable. <laughs> 
Thank you. Are you as confused as I am? Then you'll feel right at home. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Okay, what the... That was from a collection called Tom's Album that came out about 20 years ago. Basically, Tom's Diner was recorded by Suzanne Vega, and it was almost immediately sort of semi-bootlegged by a couple of English producers who added a beat to it. The record company swooped down and said, Oh, no, you don't. And they said, Okay, Suzanne, we've stopped these guys from bootlegging your song. What should we do? And she said... I think you should release this version. It's kind of cool. So the rest is history. That song became a big hit, sampling Susan Vega's voice, adding a beat on top of it. And then they put out a whole album of that thing you just heard. The That's R.E.M. and Billy Bragg under a pseudonym, an assumed name, at least I assume so. And also versions in Swedish and German and uh, a reggae version by Michigan and Smiley. Lots of stuff on this collection called Tom's Album. Well... While we're on the subject of nothing in particular, let's go straight to the Greek Festival, because the Greek Festival of Ann Arbor is happening this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at St. Nicholas Greek Orthodox Church. Friday from 5 p.m. to 10, sorry, Friday from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., and Saturday from noon to 11 p.m. And Sunday is not listed here time-wise, but I'm sure... Oh, here it is, Sunday from noon to 6. And what's more important than food? Well, there's also drinks, and there's dancing, and there's people. And pastizio, pastizio, you know. Pastizio is one of the items on the menu. You can actually see the menu for the upcoming Greek festival at annarborgreekfestival.com. One of the items is the pastizio. It's a Greek specialty that features a layer of macaroni topped with a layer of ground beef, Greek spices topped with a mixture of creme and Greek cheeses. You can get that with a small Greek salad, Greek peas, and pita bread. Now, the uh, pastizio is also apparently called macaronia to fornu, and the dish comes from the Italian tradition of pasticcio di pasta, sorry, Pasticcio di pasta, literally mess or scramble. And anything that's a really big mess is pretty appealing to me. So that's one of the items at the Greek festival coming up. Also, live Greek music and live Greek dancers. And you can dance to the music and enjoy the music with the dancers and many other things. Also, some new items on the menu menu this year. The Lucanico, I hope that I pronounce it correctly. And if I don't, please forgive me and just eat it. That is a Greek sausage. That is a new item there. Also, a Greek walnut biscotti called paxamathakia. Again, I hope I pronounced that correctly. A biscotti, a kind of a Greek biscotti dipped in chocolate. Well, need I say more? AnnArborGreekFestival.com is the information for that. Also this weekend is the African American Festival. That is on North 4th Avenue and East Ann Street. And that is this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., celebrating Ann Arbor's historical black business district and the businesses that have historically made Ann Arbor what it is in that area. The Ann Arbor African American Festival with food and people and everything and happiness and hopefully some good weather. I hear good weather possibly happening Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's summer or something like that, and I believe there's a new oyster bar in Ann Arbor. Dance on the tables to this, would you? Hit it, maestro! (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that was alarming, and I'm confused. It must be Pandora's lunchbox. That was, in fact, Malcolm McLaren, the late, the great Malcolm McLaren, and Duck for the Oyster. Does that help explain it at all? No, not so much. Okay. Well, there it is. We're ending up on the end of the end of Pandora's lunchbox pretty soon-like. Now, Arl was going to be here to help us face the music, and he's going to help us to remember Gil Scott Heron, great artist, visionary. The music of Gil Scott Heron, remembering Gil Scott Heron at 7 o'clock on Face the Music. And just before we go, I do want to mention that there is at last the, the end of the food pyramid. The food pyramid has been dismantled. The USDA no longer has that food pyramid. Now it's a food plate. It is a very nice plate with bright colors on it. It says fruits and vegetables on one side, grains and protein on the other, and it has a little circle that says dairy. Presumably, it's a drink, a dairy drink, and helpfully on the left, a fork. So a part of your plate, your nutritional plate, includes a fork. You perhaps will start finding the minimum fork requirement on all nutritional guidelines from now on. The minimum fork requirement is one, one fork. Otherwise, you can't eat. Earlier on, the, there were various versions of the USDA food guidelines and such. There was the famous 4432, which I think was four servings of meat, four more servings of meat, three servings of meat, and two servings of potatoes. But now we have fruits, vegetables, grains, and protein. And a little circle in the corner for daily. Dairy, dairy daily, daily, daily. And all that information is at USDA.gov with such advice as enjoying your food but eat less, 
the enjoy your food part I, I'm on with. Avoid oversized portions. This is putting me on the spot all of a sudden. I'm feeling as if I'm challenging myself in ways that, that I'm terrified by. Make half of your plate fruits and vegetables. Okay. Make at least half of your grains whole grains. Switch to fat-free or low-fat 1% milk. And foods to reduce... Compare sodium in foods like soup, bread, and frozen meals, and choose the foods with lower sodium numbers, and drink water instead of sugary drinks. All advice from USDA.gov and their brand new plate, which has replaced the pyramid. The pyramids of Egypt are still there. There are no giant plates. The aliens have not landed. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. If you're confused, just sit for a moment. It'll be fine. I've been Mike for a while now, and Face the Music begins in just a moment. Let's hear a little more of Detroit native Sugar Child Robinson again, a great collection called Go Boy Go, of his songs recorded when he was in the single digits in age, singing and playing piano. Still with us today, happily. And what a great time to have vegetables like... Hmm? Spinach? I think so. Here is Sugar Child Robinson ending the show with a bang. This is, in fact, I'll Eat My Spinach. And you do that, too. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Sugar Child Robinson, actually a, a happier story than somebody like Bobby Driscoll. Remember Bobby Driscoll? 
he was uh I think he starred in like Disney movies like Oliver or something and then and then he became um a child star briefly in noir thrillers like The Window where he's a little kid who who's always exaggerating and telling tall tales so no adult will believe him and then he witnesses a murder and nobody will believe him and there's a great scene where his father nails all the windows shut in the apartment and makes him stay in the apartment by himself. It's it's great. Um, anyway, Bobby Driscoll, shortly after, not too long after that movie was uh, made, became a, a, a teenager, and nobody was interested in filming him as a teenager. He was supposed to... Uh, they should have given him growth regulators, and he could have just stayed tiny. Um, so without much of a career, he became, I believe, a speed freak and died in an alley somewhere when he was in his 20s. Um, Sugar Child Robinson, a much happier story. He uh, became a professional musician when he was nine. I think he quit the music industry when he was 12, except for a brief excursion into um, producing other people's gospel records in the 1960s. But Mike Perini has been astute enough to actually bring in a Sugar Child Robinson collection. I was telling him I'm familiar with the Classics Chronological Edition. This one's on Revola Records, right? Um, go Boy Go, 1949 to 1952. Sugar Child Robinson, this precocious little guy, pounding the piano. Actually, the first time I ever was made aware of him was during one of those David Chertok Jazz Film Festivals here on the U of M campus years ago. And there's a great film short where Count Basie's playing the piano and Sugar Child Robinson comes in dressed up like a little cowboy with cap guns drawn and forces Count Basie off the piano bench and takes over for him. It's, it's a great gag. Okay, that's enough out of me. This is Face the Music on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It is time for an allergy for the late Gil Scott Heron. This will involve... Um, some material that's going to be excerpted, especially if I don't hush my mouth and just get to playing it. And there will be, I think, some of Gil Scott Heron's best works, especially two of his best extended performances. But I've got a lot of other stuff going on 